Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and are thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you have come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we will attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. Let's talk about bimodal IT today. The concept of bimodal IT was introduced by Gartner in 2014. And The definition of bimodal IT as per Gartner, and I quote, bimodal is the practice of managing two separate but coherent styles of work, one focused on predictability, the other on exploration. Mode one is optimized for areas that are more predictable and well understood. It focuses on exploiting what is known while renovating the legacy environment into a state that is fit for the digital world. Mode two, is exploratory, experimenting to solve new problems and optimized for areas of uncertainty. These initiatives often begin with a hypothesis that is tested and adapted during a process involving short iterations, potentially adopting a minimum viable product approach. Both modes are essential to create substantial value and drive significant organizational change, and neither is static. Marrying a more predictable evolution of products and technologies with new and innovative is the essence of an enterprise bimodal capability. Both play an essential role in digital transformation, unquote. A huge definition, I would say, since the beginning of IT, and I just love talking about the history of things, since the beginning of IT, which is the beginning of computers, and of course their application to the business, we have always struggled with management of technologies. Well, initially when we started off, technology was used to enable the business, digitizing all the offline work that we used to do. So accounts, people would write accounts in physical books, and then we had applications that would essentially digitize the the physical books and so on. So it was really not very exploratory, so to speak. But very soon, especially with the advent of internet, we started looking at technologies as an exploratory activities. Now, the challenge with exploratory activities is that they are very chaotic. And with most industries, especially with highly regulated industries like healthcare and pharmaceuticals and airline industries, which is a completely different subject, uh, and finance uh, and non-banking finance and banking, et cetera, governance plays a very important role in the management of IT and the management of assets and the management of data. So very soon, the industry started realizing that while we are doing these exploratory activities, which are chaotic in nature and difficult to manage, we also require a wing within IT that focuses on our existing assets and make sure that they are, well, governed and and, and managed appropriately and there is a proper audit trail and everything so that there is no loss of data, et cetera, et cetera. So it was clearly realized that we require two different wings, one that does exploratory activities, the other that manages what we already have, make sure everything is in order. And that is bimodal IT. It's not a very complex topic. And while 
Gartner may have introduced the concept of bimodal IT in 2014, it's not that the concept did not exist before that. There have been a number of articles that were written in 2011 and before that talked about having two different divisions, one managing our existing IT assets and the other uh, focusing on exploratory activities uh, using technologies and their potential. Now, why do we require two different wings? Why can't you know one IT division do everything while managing existing assets? also focusing on exploratory activities. The two divisions are required because, well, one of the biggest reasons that two divisions are required is we need separate budgets uh, and separate people and separate teams. But most importantly, these are two different paradigms, two different mindsets. One is looking at what we have. The other is thinking out of the box, looking at the technology, looking at the potential of technological breakthrough and how it can enable the business. And and this this might have begun with the advent of internet, but if you look at it now, technological breakthroughs are happening at a more and more exponential speed, whether you call it artificial intelligence or machine learning, whether it's internet of things, whether it's uh, devices talking to devices, whether it's data analytics or, or, or what have you. And it's becoming more and more important that the mindset of the people who are managing IT and the mindset of the people who are focusing on technological breakthrough and how it can enable the business be kept separate. And it is unreasonable for a single team to look at both the things, uh, to look at how we manage IT and how we manage uh, uh, technological breakthrough. Now, while we have bimodal IT on one end, we also have DevOps on the other end. And if you think about it, DevOps, in a way, is the exact opposite of bimodal IT. On the bimodal IT side, we have two separate teams, one focusing on innovation, other focusing on operations, right? One focusing on development of IT and technologies to enable the business further and finding newer ways of changing the business. And the other focusing on existing systems, existing IT assets and you know, making sure that they are operational and and working smoothly. So we are separating dev and ops when it comes to bimodal IT, in a way. Really, it's not literally. Uh, but when it comes to DevOps, we are combining development and operations into one team. And the reasoning behind it is that the person who does the development should also do operations because, one, they are intimately aware of the systems because they are the ones who have developed it. And the other is when they are developing it, they are aware that they are also going to be doing operations. So when we have dev and operations separate, development only focuses on development and don't worry about manageability and observability of the systems because they are not concerned about operations, right? When we do DevOps though, the developers need to know that they are the ones who are going to be responsible for the operations as well. So they keep in mind manageability, observability, what have you, in mind when they are doing DevOps. But that's a completely different subject and we can discuss it in a later episode. So let's come back to bimodal IT. When we look at enterprise architecture, we are looking at the architecture of the enterprise. Let's say that an organization wants to do bimodal IT. How can enterprise architecture come to a system? Now, if you look at the TOGAF framework, it has two paradigms, target-first architecture and baseline-first architecture. 
Now, baseline-first architecture focuses on understanding the enterprise as it exists today, finding the gaps, finding the changes that are required within the organization to make it more suitable for digitization, and then comes up with a target state architecture based on the findings of the baseline. Baseline meaning current state. Target-first architecture, on the other hand, focuses on the target first. It tries to understand where is it that we are trying to go, and based on that, builds a target architecture and then and then analyzes the baseline architecture and finds a way of migrating from our current state into the future state, which is similar to bimodal IT, really. Uh, if you want to do bimodal IT, what you can do is you can use these two paradigms for mode one and mode two. Mode one being managing the operations of the organization. So for mode one, you have baseline first architecture. You take a look at what your existing enterprise is. You try to understand where the challenges are, where the gaps are, where our legacy systems require an upgrade, a technology refresh, or whether it's a, a, you know moving from a infrastructure as a service into a software as a service model, or what have you, right? This is focusing on our existing state and finding ways to make them more suitable for digitization. Target-first architecture is mode two. And I quote again, mode two is exploratory, experimenting to solve new problems and optimize for areas of uncertainty. To give you an example, let's say we give a variable device to the volunteers of a clinical study of a medicine for a pharma company, right? The variable device will constantly monitor the health conditions of the volunteer, of the patient. And in case if there is an event, it will immediately notify the authorities who need to know about the health condition of the volunteer. Now, this is a, a breakthrough technology. It changes the way that we do business entirely, right? It's thinking out of the box. What we could do is we could do target-first architecture, you know, provided by TOGAF or any enterprise architecture for framework for, for that matter, uh, come up with a a breakthrough or, or a new technological capability uh, in our target architecture first, and then do a baseline architecture of where we are today, and then move in that direction, right? This is not just about technologies. This is also about how we do the business, how we change the way we do business. If you take the Kodak example, Kodak were the people who came up with their first digital cameras, right? This was a technological breakthrough. At that point in time, they were doing the, the razor blade business model in which they would sell a camera and then their primary uh, source of income would be the accessories and the, and the rolls and the other products that go along with a, a camera. And this was not a digital camera. This was a regular physical camera. Coming up with a new business model like a digital camera would have been uh, disruptive for their business if they would have had a, a bimodal IT organization, if they would have had a, a separate division that would focus on disruptive uh, technological advancements, uh, if they would have had a target architecture first, they could have come up with a baseline architecture and, and a way of migrating from their current state into the future state. This would have probably saved the organization from where it is today. It could probably have been one of the pioneers of digital cameras and, and changed their entire destiny. What I'm trying to get at is uh, enterprise architecture, especially the TOGAF framework, has a mechanism that can enable an organization to implement 
what Gartner calls bimodal IT or, um, or essentially two-speed ITs. There is a tremendous amount of technological development that is happening in the industry today. New technologies are coming into the market, coming into the industry. Application of artificial intelligence, machine learning is happening at different levels. There are wearable devices and internet of things and, uh, and there is data analytics and big data and so on. And it's high time that organizations start thinking about not just how they are going to be able to leverage all these technological breakthroughs by applying them into the business, but also look at how they are going to manage the chaos that these technological breakthroughs bring in. And enterprise architecture can be a quintessential tool that these organizations can use to change their IT landscape, to change their business landscape and make them more digitized. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about organizational agility, innovation, and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or a text message with just one person who might be interested in these topics. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team, that's all I want. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or what have you. And it would go a long way in supporting us and growing our listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can visit us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. We also have a Telegram group if you'd like to contribute to the EA discussions or whatever. Uh, just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram or the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash Enterprise Architecture Radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, it's very easy to find us really. Uh, just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Clubhouse, anywhere. And you'll find a way to get in touch with us. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.